This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to The Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with The Church Boys Podcast, and I have Beth Nimmo on the line again. We recently had Beth on the show just a week or two ago. Welcome back, Beth. Thank you, Billy. I'm happy to be here. You know, after we talked, um, you know, one of the things that I thought pretty deeply on was about some of the remarks you made about forgiveness. And when I think about what you and your family went through, um, you know, and, and this is something that happened now 17 years ago, which seems like such a long time, but I know that, that things like this, they stay with you forever. And um, the ability to forgive people or you know, forgive groups of people, individuals in terrible situations, it's something that always amazes me because we're called to do it as Christians. And when I think about what you've gone through and your ability to forgive, there's just some other questions that I had for you. So I appreciate you you know, coming back. And I think the first thing, you know, after, after your daughter, Rachel Joy Scott, uh, was killed at Columbine on April 20th, 1999, I know how shocking and, and awful that was. What was your process of forgiveness? You know, what did that look like for you? Well, I don't know if I can define it in terms of a process, but, um, I mean, it certainly is a process, but as far as steps go, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know that I can define those steps. But um, I, I know it, it took a while to get to that point, even though we declared that we would forgive. Part of that, uh, there's th- three points about forgiveness that, that are relevant for me. And first of all, you mentioned that we're, the Word tells us as believers we're to forgive. So obviously the Lord has purpose for that step being taken. And um, and then the second point for me was it would be Rachel's nature and character to say, Mom, please forgive the boys. And I, in this whole process, I've tried to represent Rachel, who she is, what she stood for. And um, I wanted to be as authentic as possible in that. And I know that would be her heart. I, I believe in the point of death when she was facing her shooters. Um, she had peace about that. There wasn't anything in her that uh, was fighting back or was, you know, fighting for her life. She was she was laying it down um, willingly, and I, I believe it's because she had already forgiven. She had she had already it was already established in her heart and her mind that she. She would have forgiven those boys had she not died and lived and just been wounded. So um, I, I want to honor that. I want to honor who she is and what, what she, I believe she would have done. But the third thing, and this is for me um, individually, is that April the 20th of 99 was a life sentence for Rachel. It, it, life as we know it on this earth stopped at that point in time for her never to be regained. And um, 
I did not want it to be my life sentence. And there are a lot of people when they go through trauma, pain, loss, you know, they lock themselves down emotionally, physically, mentally to that point of life, uh, wherever that pain occurred for them, that trauma occurred. And um, sometimes they don't really move past that very well or or they feel um, stuck, you know, and they can't move forward. And I believe one of the reasons why the Lord teaches us in the Word to forgive is because if you're willing to let go of that pain, if you're willing to give that back to the Lord, He will heal your heart if you're willing. You know, and so when you hang on to it so tight and, and you make it your life sentence or you let that define who you are, um, then you're in that emotional prison for the rest of your life. I don't want that for myself. I, I want to be able to live like a kid, and I want to be able to live it well. And I know if I'm constantly re- reliving that point in time in my life of April the 20th, 1999, when I found out Rachel was killed, I literally am sabotaging my own future. So I, I choose to forgive because I believe the Lord teaches us that forgiveness is the key to unlock that prison within ourselves. It's not so much for the benefit of others as it is for our benefit. Uh, it's been proven now that forgiveness will bring physical healing even, and the emotional uh, healing it brings is, in, 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 you know, unbelievable. I mean, it, it literally sets, it literally unlocks that, that prison that you're in. Um, so for me, it was, it was essential. But also, Billy, there's another point I want to make about forgiveness that I, I think even as believers, uh, we get stuck. And some, we have equated forgiveness um, with saying, if I forgive you, it means I'm okay with what happened. And that's not what forgiveness means. I will never be okay with what happened that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, it's absolutely. Not, absolutely. It, I, I'm not saying it's okay what you did. And I think, as Christians, we think that if we... We practice forgiveness, so we're kind of whitewashing it and saying, oh, well, I forgive you, so it's okay. Well, it's not okay. And that's not what forgiveness is. And I try to make a distinction distinction about that because um, I'll never be okay with what those boys did. They planned it for one whole year. Rachel was on their target list. They they acted it out. They, they committed the crime. And... There is a difference between forgiveness and pardon. And forgiveness, I believe, is for the sake of the person that's been uh, hurt. Pardon belongs to the laws of the land. If those boys had lived, I would have expected the full measure of the law to take its stand and deal with them in a, in a just way. And um, pardon is what lets you off the hook for what you did. Forgiveness is what lets what happened to you off the hook. So I choose, because if those boys were living, and I looked at them in the face, and I said, I want you guys to know I forgive you, they'd probably say, you're a stupid old woman. We don't care what you think, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean anything to us that you forgive us. We don't really care. It's, it's, it's for me. Forgiveness is, is to, make, to make me whole again. 
Is, so um, I think people get a little bit afraid of that word because they think that you're giving, uh, you're validating what happened or by, by saying I forgive you that you're kind of sweeping it under the rug. And, and it, that's just not the case. Uh, and we don't even have, I don't even have the power to pardon. I mean, that, that doesn't even belong to me. I can't pardon those boys. That's not my call. But I can forgive, and I can say, this won't be my life sentence. What happened to my daughter, I can't change. But I can change my life from that point forward. Because it's going to change you one way or the other. You're either going to get locked down in the bitterness, hatefulness, even revenge, you know, a, a payback, get back kind of attitude. Or you're going to say, Lord, I, I give this pain to you. I need you to heal my heart because I'm, I'm not doing well. And I, I want you to allow forgiveness to flow through me um, so I can be whole. And, I mean, that's what you just said is absolutely amazing. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle through. And you brought up an interesting point about why people might be afraid of the word forgiveness, which I think is very interesting and in having misconceptions about what it means you need to feel or think about a situation. You know, for you, was there a point, I know this might sound like a weird question, but was there sort of a point where you said, okay, now I've forgiven, where you kind of realized, and I don't know if that was something that was immediate or if it took time, but maybe some time passed and there was sort of a moment where you said to yourself, now I've reached that point of forgiveness. Um, or is it, just some, is it just a mindset that slowly in a situation like this, comes to fruition? I know that's sort of a, an odd question, but I'm, I'm curious to know. Well, it's, it's not an automatic um, response, although from the very beginning, we, we, we postured forgiveness. And what I mean by postured is we said we were going to forgive, but that, that then takes another life of its own. It, you start going through that process, and the more I found out about their deliberate position to kill that day and, and target Rachel, the more I had to practice verse that says, forgive 70 times 7, you know? Yeah. It was over and over again. I mean, you go back to, you go back to the Lord every time because all throughout the day, I do good for a little bit, and then immediately I feel that pain and that anguish and that anger again. Um because I'll, I'll never be okay with what they did. You understand? That has nothing to do with forgiveness. I'll never be okay with what they did. What they did was a senseless act of violence. But what I can take away from what they did is that God works all things for our good. And knowing how he had Rachel writing down her personal journey and her relationship with the Lord, I can see God's hand of bringing light out of darkness. And I can take comfort in that. Because God, God was with her. You know, God was with yeah. her the whole time, and and that brings me comfort as a mother, and knowing that she wasn't forsaken, she wasn't abandoned, that the presence of the Lord stayed with her even though she was looking into the face of evil, and um, so I, I just choose, I choose to allow that process to happen. I can still have to choose that today, 17 and a half years later. It's, you know, you, you st it's amazing how the enemy infiltrates your mind, your thoughts, and your feelings over and over yeah. again. It's like a, 
a movie going off in your head that you can't stop. You know, you replay that over and over. And um, it's like an, a reset button. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, replays. And so um, I, 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 there are still things that, that I can feel throughout the day even now, but I know now the quicker I'm able to give it back to the Lord, the quicker I, I step away from that frustration, the anger, the hurt, the pain, the loss, the quicker I can give it back to God who heals the broken heart, the quicker my heart gets healed. And um, so I think that's, that's why I'm at with forgiveness. It's, it's, it's not an automatic thing. Uh, and forgiveness does not bring closure. I think closure is one of those imaginary words that we use <laughs> to <laughs> um, think that if I if I go through something, I can have closure. Well, Rachel will never be a closed part of my life. Yeah. You know, so she'll always be with me. She'll always be in my heart. Um, so it's not closure. It's healing, Billy. It's, it's all about healing. It's allowing the Lord to take the worst thing the enemy throws your way and saying, God, I trust you to work this for my good. And I think your family has, I mean, has continuously done done that. Um, all of you have, and you have. I mean, you've written books. There have been so many speeches and addresses, and and now there's a film, "I Am Not Ashamed," which opens uh, on Friday, on the 21st of October. That is about Rachel and is about what happened, um, you know, with her life. All of these amazing. I mean, you talk about her journal entries and all of these things. This message um, that this that this young girl, this teenager, um, has left behind this horrible situation that you and your family have uh, really taken and used for good. Um, it, it really is an amazing thing. And I just, my last question for you, because uh, it's, been, it's been so amazing hearing your insight here on forgiveness, is, you know, when you look at your daughter and the message she left behind and the things that you uncovered in her journal and just the whole entire package of what has come out of this horrible event, but when you look at, at her, at Rachel, and at the film, I think, too, which is obviously a big piece of, of what we're talking about here, how do you think, what do you think the world can gain in terms of understanding from her and that message? Well, I, I think they'll see that she actually practiced that. In the movie, we, there's a scene where she's um, forsaken and abandoned by her friends because she's what she calls walking the talk. And uh, she's trying to be true to her values. And where, where she is trying to reach out to them, even though she's the one that's hurt, you know, and uh, she's showing compassion, she's showing love, she's always caring about them and how, how they're doing, uh, even, even if they don't reciprocate those feelings and they don't want to talk to her. Um, I, I think those are very loud and clear messages that come through in this movie, Billy. I, I, believe, I believe we show the struggles that a teenager has trying to be honest about their faith and who they are, and, and yet still try to be connected to what's going on around them. And um, I, 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 I just believe that Rachel, even though she failed more than once, and she disappointed herself, I think, more than she disappointed anybody else. <laughs> she was disappointed in herself when she didn't hit the mark or when when she did something that she didn't want, really want to do or didn't feel good about doing. Um, but her little heart and her little spirit kept trying. And 
I think that's part of the message of this movie is you don't have to be perfect to be used by God. And the reason why is God doesn't have any perfect people. All you have to do is be willing and obedient. And God literally will sustain you. And he's not disappointed in you when you fail. The only disappointment would be is if you didn't, if you quit trying. You know, God understands the humanity. He created us. He, he gets that. Um, even the disciples had their moments, you know. Um, so God's okay with that. What, what shuts God out is when we, when we shut him out. And, um, I think I think Rachel had such a strong desire to um, be known by the Lord and to know the Lord that, that even though she didn't always do things perfect, she kept going back and asking for help and asking the Lord, you know, for his strength and his guidance. And I think kids are going to get that message loud and clear. That's all God requires of us. He just requires of us to keep keep pursuing him because he will meet us more than halfway and he did meet Rachel. Well, I, I appreciate your time and we're going to make sure we link out to the film. I am not ashamed. And again, would love to have you back. There's so much more that we could talk about. And I just appreciate your insight and in, in, in dealing with the forgiveness issue, because I think that's something that for a lot of people is hard to grasp, understand and practice. So I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Brazilli. Happy to do so. founder of this company 10 years ago was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent and they were all talking a great game and this guy who is selling his house the founder of this uh, this company he's you know he's kind of an important guy and kind of you know should get the best treatment and he said to his wife if this is what it's like for us how do people who have no clout ever get around this so he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Real estate agents, I trust.com.